trying to get at the root cause. Why are men in such crisis? I mean, the stats are like only 40% go to college, so they're losing out to women there in a big way. And women with degrees don't marry men who don't have degrees. So... as much, which I think is great, but other people think that's a terrible thing. Okay. People uh, do like a, a mate, whatever. That's whatever you work with. Okay. It floats by. Um, but there is something going on. I mean, mass shootings is a uniquely male crime. It's always because some dude in Buffalo, you know, had somebody swipe left on him too much. That, I mean, I feel like that's what's going on here. Is, is a lot of sort of maleness coming to the fore and uh, uh, announcing itself in violence and racism and hatred because they're lonely and lost. And they feel that they are not useful in society. And my friends, how do you get that? The most unstable nations in the world have one thing in common. And that is they have too many lonely, broke, and alone men. It's the most dangerous person in the world. Someone else who wasn't attacked because of the firewall was attacked because a guy was living in his mother's basement. We have 
we have a crisis among young men. It starts at young age. Young men are twice as likely on a behavior adjusted basis to be suspended. Seven to ten high school valedictorians are women. For every one female, for every two female graduates from college in the next five years, you only have one. The scariest stat, walking down the avenue that is America, only one in three men under the age of 30 have had sex in the last year. You hear sex, you know, brain fires. But the bottom line is, it's a key step to the elemental foundation of our society, and that is relationships. Men and women aren't attaching to work, they aren't attaching to women, they aren't attaching to schools. We are producing too many of the most dangerous persons in society. And we are losing out on a key. We're not going to have kids. We're not going to have a productive society. We're going to have more violence. And also, we're going to have a society that does not value uh, young men. And they do not. Young men are different. They develop later. And by the way, if you're a young man, this work from home thing is a disaster. Thank you. They need to know how to read a room. They need to put on a clean shirt. They know not to get high or drink too much during the week. And then get into the office the next day. We have a crisis among young men. It is, it is, it is, it is one of the most, in my view, one of the most dangerous things in our society. And where do you put the firm in this equation? Because I put it high up. Because, thank you. Because I was reading recently a tender. Two to one male to female. Oh, what? No, it's just a startling statistic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's startling. I mean, it sounds like a great idea. Oh, I can just order women like I do a pizza on my phone. I think I'll have the Kelly today. It's not really when you go on it. It weeds out the people who aren't the best looking. I think because it, you know, it used to be go to a bar. Okay, maybe it was pot luck. But yeah. you have to be able to learn to talk to a woman. You, you, they, they, I don't even know how to talk to a woman anymore. Because it's just on the phone. It's just like, what's up? <laughs> and, you know, what's up? And in the picture of your penis. Like, that's going to work. Sometimes. So you, sometimes. You, you asked about the phone. Simple but it's a disaster. Whenever technology comes into an industry, it consolidates it. Mating has been consolidated in the worst way. 50 men on Tinder, 50 women. 46 of the women show all of their attention to just four men, leaving 46 men pursuing just four women. If, if mating was a country, it would be more unequal than Venezuela. We have huge mating inequality. And here's the problem. When people don't get together and there's no pheromones and there's no vibe, women, and we don't like to say this on the left, primarily try and make very quick assumptions about this individual's ability to garner resources in the future. So what you have is this concentration of interest and you're ending up with Porsche polygamy, where 10% of the men get 90% of the attention, which does not lead to good behavior or form long-term relationships. E-commerce was disastrous for retail, social media was disastrous for everybody, online dating is disastrous for men and for men. It's terrible. All right, that was from Real Time with Bill Maher about, uh, let's see, about uh, probably a month ago, month and a half, two months ago. By the way, what's up, what's up, Flint Town Boy here, Flint Town Boy in the hills, because <coughs> um, I wanted to uh, talk about that a while ago, but since I haven't did a video diary for uh, um. Uh, October, I said, well, let's let's leave with that.
because it's indicative of a bigger problem than even they alluded to. Uh, what you are pretty much seeing is uh, the, the erosion of uh, Western society and its collapse um, where we introduced, which he didn't talk about, a lot of the problem is uh, feminism. Uh, you have this over-feminizing of America and anything that's deemed masculine is shunned and attacked. You got these femi- you got these feminazis and these fruit booty fag uh, gay. You got the uh, feminists uniting with the uh, LGBTQRXT fags running around attacking anything that's masculine. Um, and it's, it's, we're done, you know. That's something that a lot of people won't tell you that you are seeing the beginning of the end of the American uh, empire. Financially, we're in trouble. Uh, so once we... Uh, once our financial institutions crash and burn, that's going to be it. You essentially got a society where, um, and I've said this before, I don't know if I said it on this podcast. By the way, guys, it's 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, October, I'm 10 minutes in, almost 11 minutes, 11 minutes in. Well, I'm not. This video is. It's this whole a podcast is uh I don't know how many minutes I am in. You know, you had the uh shout out to Kevin Samuels, rest in peace, brother. You know, his theme song, and then you had the Bill Mark clip before I came in. It is by the way, October the ninth, two thousand twenty two. Uh, and as we speak, we are in a horrible Society, a horrible Western American society where we have essentially white people, white Americans, women, and gays running around doing and saying whatever the fuck they want to do and say. So, then you say to yourself, all right, if white people women and gays are basically running running amok that leaves men of color and yes that does who are being punished so then we go to the Asians the Filipinos the uh, western the uh, southwest Asians being the Arabs the Middle Easterners those are considered to be even after 9-11 even before 9-11 the model Model minorities. Asians are considered to be model minorities. They are considered to be what all minorities should thrive to be. Buck dance and sell out coons. Do what they're supposed to do. Don't rock the boat. So that takes your Arabs and your Asians, your Filipinos, your Japanese, your Chinese, your Philippines. Did I say the Filipinos? The Thailand. The Asians from Thailand, that takes all of them out of the equation. So now we got women, which covers all races of women. 
We got gays, which covers uh, mostly white, but other races as well. And we got white people, which covers white men and white women doing whatever the hell they want. Then you got the Southeast Asians and all Asians, period, being model minorities. So they're okay. You know, they're sellouts and they have totally, uh, what do you call that, blended or gotten absorbed by the dominant society. They are not messed with. So now you are left with what? Latino men and black men. And we all know that the black men and Latino men in this society is sort of like the uh, main course is the black male. The, the, the Latino male is the snack. He's good if you can't get the black man. It's a nice little snack. But we all know who the main snack, the main course meal is the black meal. So that means that black men are, of course, basically overpunished, over, over um, bashed and blamed. You know, everything bad in this society is our fault. We don't even run our own communities. The women have been running our communities since slavery. The white man is running the country, but we get blamed for every fucking thing. We are over bad, overly bashed, blamed, criticized, dick policed, and incarcerated. So as women, gays, and whites do whatever the fuck they want, black men are being judged to the highest of standards. We getting, we're getting punished for what we do wrong, and we're getting punished for what everybody else do wrong. Just nonstop, constant black male hate. This misandrous, racist black male hatred that comes from our women, comes from other black men, and other groups. It's indicative of a bigger problem. Our society is collapsing and no one's seemingly coming to the rescue to stop it. They're just sitting back, letting it fall. You would have thought it was someone who made a statement on the show I was listening to that as bad as it's gotten in this country with women, you would have thought that the powers that should not be would have reined these women back in a long time ago. But they see hell. They seem hell bent on pushing this worship the bitch society, this gynocracy, this gynocratic society that we live in, and they're gonna just keep letting this shit go till this bitch just collapse. You you would have thought they would have said, "Let's stop this bullshit. Let's put some more order back in." We have gave. We have given. We have given these women too much freedom. And it's destroying our society. Everybody knows that since the beginning of time, when you loosen the reins on women, they don't have rotors. They don't know how to fucking stop, even when they were winning, for instance. Black women and women in general, men have not figured it out. But slowly but surely, they're starting to. That this whole system of dating and mating has been anti-male and pro-woman. And they just made it more pro-woman and anti-male. The fact that you as a man have to approach a woman, anybody, and we all know this, anybody that's doing the approaching 
you're already you always you're always at a disadvantage because you are the one that has to deal with rejection. Women just show up, look cute, dress like whores, and that's it. They don't have to know how to talk to a man. That's why they can't get or keep a man. But you as a man are being told to be traditional when you're dealing with a bunch of moderate, whorish, disrespectful, entitled ass women. And then when a lot of them fuck their lives up after they done been ran through by dusty, dirty, broke ass men. They want you as the good guy who did everything right to supplement their lifestyle and come in and save them after they've been ran through by all kinds of men. The bad boys, the different dudes from different races and shit. Take care of their little mutts and they uh, illegitimate kids. You got to be out of your motherfucking mind, man. You got to be out of your everlasting motherfucking mind. But black women had the fucking uh, stepdad monopoly running. They had that shit running for decades. And dude, then brothers woke up and said, nah, we ain't doing this shit no more. Fuck that. I ain't dating no bitch with no kids. Single mothers, and eh, I pass on you bitches. Now, they didn't know when to stop when they had the stepdad game on lock. Now the stepdad game is, is basically uh, coming from up under their feet. The reason why sisters hate the passport bros so much is, you know, you're talking about essentially if men are going overseas to get women, a lot of those guys are men that black women abandon, didn't want to talk to the undesirables, the unselect guy that Obsidian would talk about before he went straight gynocrat. Those guys you don't want anyway. You know, they're short, they don't have no, they're, they're corny, you know, they're not street or hood, they're not tall and good looking. You know, they're cornballs. You don't want them. Why do you give a damn if they go with white women or women from other uh, races or go overseas to date women from other countries? Why do you give a fuck? Because you just love seeing those men lonely. You get a kick out of seeing those men lonely and, 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 and single, don't you? And then, too, a lot of them, that was your, that was your what? That was your uh, retirement plan, wasn't it? You know, you would fuck all these dudes from other races, fuck all these dirty uh, dick uh, Rodneys, these 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 Pookie and Ray Rays, have kids by these motherfuckers. Then when you get older, you will come to the straight lace, uh, straight and narrow blue collar guy, and have him subsidize your lifestyle. Ten years earlier, you wouldn't have pissed on him to put a fire out. Now, but now that you fucked your life up, now I think I'll I'll give him some pussy and I'll even marry him. So he could take care of me and my illegitimate kids and subsidize my bitch-ass lifestyle that I fucked up because I couldn't keep my legs closed for losers. Not happening anymore. Men, black men especially, are getting standards. 
they're getting uh, starting to think for themselves. They're starting to have standards. They're starting to have opinions, and they're starting so to. So here's what we want to to have. Uh, so they're starting to have standards. Starting to have uh, their own opinions. That's another thing. Oh, and um, they don't want you to think for yourself as a brother. They don't want you to have your own standards. They don't want you to have your own. It's uh, another thing. Oh, preferences. No standards, no preferences, and don't think for yourself. Those days are over. No single mom, no hoes. So that's basically done knocked out like 90, 90% of the 90, 99% of the women. So y'all can all stay single and lonely as far as I'm concerned. Stanky bitches. Um, your bangos are down now only by three, seven twenty-nine and left in the third quarter. Bangos, Ravens, Bangos 10, Ravens 13. Uh, final, the New York Giant, man. New York Giants look good, man. Wow, we man, uh, you know what? I keep saying it's coaching, man. Is you gonna tell me the Giants won 27-22 over the over the Packers? I watched a little bit of this game and turned. Uh, Buffalo won 38-3 over Pittsburgh. Last week, officially, the uh, Kenny Pickett era begun, began. He had 327 yards last week. Let me see. I think this is only his second game. Looking at his, yeah, played the Jets. Pickett had uh, 120. He had 320 this week, so... Well, only took. Let me look at the Steelers' schedule. Uh, get out of that. Trying to see how long it took for the picket era to start. Uh, I'm on the Steelers. Where the hell is the. So let's see. Let's see where. Okay, so it only took four games for the Kitty Pickett era to begin. Took four games, so. Yep, yep, yep. So you go get the rest of this year, and he get he'll get the rest of this year, probably all of next year, and then he'll get reevaluated. Uh, at the end of this year, and then he have all next year, and um, we'll see if he could turn this season around for the Steelers. Uh, and if not, do they bring in quarterback competition for him next year? I, I say yes. Uh, depending on what he does, as far as how he plays and what their record is, I would. Uh, 
because there was plenty of doubts on him coming out of college. So I would I, I would I would draft uh I, I still would regardless. I would draft even if I had to draft the quarterback in the first round again. How's it going, guys? Navigate yeah. us in press. So, uh, we're supposed to be recording. A lot of people believe that Bill Cosby lost a lot of his base because they. This Tariq the Sheed. Uh, so, uh,. Uh, yeah, I, um, I would, I would, I, uh, I'll take another, I, I would, I would take another quarterback again. Cause you don't know if you solve the problem or not. So yeah, I would take another quarterback and, um, you know, let them, let them fight it out. You know, let them fight it out, man. I really would. I would take another quarterback. Um because at this point, what's Pittsburgh's record? Um They won in four, they where the Lions are at. So they gonna probably they're gonna be up there for that number one pick again. What did they pick last year? Uh Oh no no! Let me look at picking. I just look at picking myself. I look at picking myself. It'll say on his thing. Okay, they picked him number twenty in the first round. They gonna have an even better pick than twenty this year. Uh, they might have a top. The way they're going. The way they're going, the Pittsburgh Steelers may have a. They might have a. Uh, They might have a uh, top 10, top 5 pick. Uh, so, uh, yeah, guys. Uh, it's, uh, uh, it's just, man, I'm so depressed. I, I got to, <laughs> the Broncos play like shit Thursday night. And lost the fucking game in overtime, nine to twelve against the Colts. Russell Wilson looked like one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, and then you got uh, Kenny Pickett playing for the Steelers, a rookie who looks so-so so far, not terrible, but not great. And I got <laughs> a two and three. One and four Steelers team and a two and three Broncos team. Um, the last few seasons, uh, my uh, Denver Broncos have been have been basically shit since Peyton Manny left. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me go to the Steelers. I want to look something up. Now, I'm not going to go back 
with the Pittsburgh Steelers to the last time they had a winning season. That's not what I want to do. I want to see when is the last time they had a really good season. Um, <sighs> trying to find where you can go back in time, go to the home. See if you could go back some years. Uh, let's try something. Because I'm trying to find out, guys, when is the last time. And I'm going to get back to my main, main discussion. Why don't they just say they record? I hate that, man. Uh, okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers was 9-7 and seven last year. That ain't bad. Well, that's just a little bit over 500. Previous season. Oh, okay. Okay. 2020. 2020. So it ain't, they ain't been like this that long. So, let's do this. Last year, they were 9-7, so it was above 500. 2020, they was 12-4, really good. Oh, see, the season before that in 2019, they was 8-8, eight and eight, 500. 9-6 and 18. See, then they were 13 and 3 in uh, 2017. 11 and 5 in 2016. 15, 10 and 6. 11 and 5 and 14. 8 and 8 and 13. 8 and 8 and 12. So 12 and 13, they kind of struggled. That was kind of like uh, 12 and 13 was around. Like where they're at now, where they were uh, around 500 or just at 500. 12 and 4, 11. That's the last 2010, 12 and 4. And 9 and 7 in 09. 12 and 4 in 08. 10 and 6 in 07. 8 and 8 in 06. 11 and 5 in 05. 15 and 1 in 04. See, the last time they were just really bad was back in 2003. 2003, they were 6 and 10. That was before Mike Tomlin came. Yeah, Bill Cowher was still a coach. I don't think Tomlin came into what oh seven. Let's see. Yeah, Mike Tomlin came in 07. And under Mike Tomlin, like I said, the worst they ever did. Hold on, I'm gonna go back to Bill Cowher and see his worst record as a coach. 
Let's see Bill Cowher's worst record as a coach. Let's see something. Okay, Bill Cowher started out 11 and 5, 9 and 7. Then his third year, 12 and 4. So 9 and 7, 11 and 5, and 95. Still 9 and 7, 10 and 6, and 96. 11 and 5. And then uh, 97. What did I say? Nine and seven. Oh, this was his worst record. 1998. He was nine and seven. Oh, there it is. 1999. So 98, 99. Man, I, I, you know, y'all cut this shit out, man. Fucking commercials off. I don't want to hear that bullshit. So, 98-99, where Bill Cowher won. 98, he won seven games and only six in 99. That was his roughest stretch. Then, in 2000, he went up to 9-7. 13 and 3 and 01. This is before being 10 and 5 in uh 02. 03, he went back down to six. Woo. I think the six wins was his worst both times. 03. This was just before Ben. He went six and ten. Then 15 and 1, Ben's rookie year. And I don't think he ever had a so I think Mike Top Mike my uh Bill Coward had eleven and five and oh five, eight and eight. So he had two six win seasons. That was his worst. But Mike Tomlin's worst record, Bill Cowers was six and six. Mike Tomlin was ten and six out the gate. 12 and 4, 9 and 7, 12 and 4. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eleven and five. Eleven and six. I mean ten and six. Eleven and five. Thirteen and three. Nine and six. Eight and eight. 12 and 4, 9 and 7. So Tomlin's worst year was uh was seven games, right? Didn't he have a seven game win season? No, he was always eight and eight at least. Yeah, eight and eight. Okay, so Tomlin was they last good year though was 2020. When they had a really they had a really good year in 2020. So Coward lost six games twice. Tomlin only done lost eight. They were 12 and 4 in, in 2020. So they was real good in 2020. 
so wow. Um, man, the Steelers are not, they're not used to losing, man. They're going to have to figure something out to turn it around. Uh, but 2020, which was not too long ago, was their last. Now, last year they might have had a winning record, but they had their last really good season in 2020, so not too far away. So they their little downward spiral has just basically been uh, the last two years, last year and this year. Um, so... Yep, so, uh, yeah, Mike Tomlin got to find a way out of this. Like, he's got to find a way uh, to get this season turned around. And I don't really know, to tell you the truth, what the big problem is because they got a good defense, I believe, and their offense is... uh, Got a lot of talented players on there. I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, uh, it's baffling me. It's gonna take this young quarterback a while to get going, but Najee Harris is doing nothing this year. He only has two hundred and two yards. Najee Harris had. This is the same man with 1,200 yards last year. He had 1,000 more yards than he got now. So Najee is doing next to nothing. Deontay Jones, the wide receiver, Damn, he had a, a, a eleven. He had an eleven hundred yard season that last year. He had eleven hundred. Yeah, this dude only got two hundred yards this year. George Pickens. Let's see his stats. He's a rookie, and they was just saying how good he going to be from Georgia. Taking in the second round. So I imagine he going to get better. Then Jason Claypool, man, he ain't doing nothing. Wow, this is embarrassing. This dude had two 800-yard seasons, and now... He only got 129. Wow. So they ain't got they got good wide receivers. They just really ain't doing nothing. Pat Finder, the, the tight end, sucks beyond. This is his second year. He almost got the yards he had last year. So I don't know, man. I don't know what's L in the Steelers, but because uh, it looked like they got a nice young receiver core. The problem with them right now is uh, it's quarterback. And uh, I don't know if Penny Pickett, if, 
if they're going to give him the reins next year and, and, and or it is they going are they going to bring in another veteran quarterback let Trubisky go and 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 turn it over to him or if they're going to bring you know in another quarterback and give him some competition but Trubisky's gone that that to me was his last hurrah in the NFL he's done he's done he's done let me do all the scores cuz I didn't do all of them In a thrilling game, the Chargers won 30 to 28 over Cleveland. Uh Minnesota won 29-22 over the Bears. The Patriots The Patriots beat the Lions 29-0. Uh Seattle lost to the New Orleans Saints 39-32. The Jets beat the Dolphins. And they, the Dolphins' top two quarterbacks are out, though. Tua, and I forgot who's behind him. Huh? The Jets won 40-17. Uh, the Buccaneers won 21-15 over the Falcons. The Titans won 21-17 over Washington, the Commanders. The Texans won 13-6 over the Jaguars. The 49ers won again. 37-15 over the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. Cowboys 22 the Rams 10. I don't even think Dak Prescott still in play. Who is this quarterback dude with the Cowboys? He ain't have nothing but uh, Cooper Rush. He ain't have nothing but 102 yards. Cowboys 4-1, and one, and Dak ain't even really played. It's going to be dangerous when he come back. Man. The Eagles, another dangerous team, 5-0. and oh, Beat the Cardinals 2017. Oh, God. Russ did have almost 300 yards passing. So, yeah. The stats don't count because they got to put all. Oh, okay, Monday night. Let's see where Russ was at going into this uh, week as the quarterback, though. Whoa. Where's Russ at? Looking for Russell Wilson. Wow, I just, uh, this is crazy, man. It's like somebody done fucking cursed the Broncos like the Lions and shit. What the hell? What in the fuck happened? Like they said the other night, 
Did John Elway sell his soul to the devil? And the devil is collecting after the Super Bowl? What the hell? That is crazy. Russ might be a little high now. Case Keenum. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody's stats are not in. Uh, like, look how who's close to Russell Wilson. Um. Justin Herbert was only four points back, and his numbers ain't in there. Josh Allen was only about 30 back. So all of them going to pass Russ. This person here was about 100. Two twenty two one thirty golf from Detroit. All of them gonna pass Rush. Russ. Jalen Hurts was about about 130. So all of them, even Patrick Mahomes is gonna pass them. Because Patrick Mahomes, when they play Monday night, need about 150 to get them. All these people, Joe Burrow gonna catch him, cause uh, Joe. Well, how much Joe Burrow gonna need? About one more would have made it, like eleven hundred. So he got eleven hundred twelve. So Joe Burrow need like one fifty. What Joe Burrow got? They gonna all catch him. What he got? He got one eighty. Joe Burrow done passed him. So Russ uh, fell way down here. <laughs> Tom Brady passed him. Cause he needed about 200 yeah. About 200. What did Brady get? Just watching all this shit just fall away. God damn, he got 300. Brady done passed him. All these people done passed him. All these people are over Russell now. Car gonna need Car gonna need about two two twenty. He gonna need about two twenty. Who is this? Gino. Gino needs about two two twenty. So let's see what Gino. Did Gino get two twenty? He got 260. Gino done passed him. God damn. Russ going to be way down here, man. This is crazy. Two of them plays. That saved him there. Kirk Cousins. You know, 200. We'll put him at 30. 220 for Kirk Cousins. What did he get? Oh, boy. He got almost 300. God damn. Russ just dropping, man. This motherfucker behind Kirk Cousins. Carson Wentz. 
about two 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 thirty for Carson Wentz. Watch him have more than two. He got three fifty. God damn, Russ. God, they all done passed Russ. He's behind Carson Wentz. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford. About 200. We'll put him at about 215. About 240. 240 will put him past Rush. Watch this. Oh, he got 308. God damn. This is crazy. Kyler Murray. Let's see what he needs to catch Russ. This is crazy, y'all. See, Russ done played Thursday. Their numbers are in. These other people are not. So I'm going to see what Kyler Murray needs to catch him. Two sixty-three. See what Kyler Murray got. Oh, God. No, Kyler Murray is not over Russell Wilson. Wow, Russell finally won one. So Kyler Murray is still behind him, and Tua is behind him. So it's only two, Murray and Tua. Trevor Lawrence. See how much Trevor needed. Uh, Trevor's Trevor got two eighty six. Trevor Lawrence two eighty six. Two eighty six. All right. No, Trevor Lawrence didn't pass him. So Lawrence, Kyler Murray, and Tua. So that's three of them not ahead of Russ that's on this list. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers needed what? Aaron Rodgers had 935. What did Aaron Rodgers get today? Right? Nope. Aaron Rodgers is not over him. So that's four. You're getting lucky, Russ. David Miles. What the hell? 908. What did he get today? Only 140. Nope, that's five. Uh-oh, Russ kind of coming back. Joe Flacco. You got 901. What did he get? 901, what did he get today? They don't, he didn't play today, don't look like. Because I don't see no numbers. I don't think Joe Flacco played. Mm-hmm. 
Nope, Joe Flacco didn't play. So anyway, yeah, Russ going to fall far down that list, guys. So, But like I was saying, it was indicative of what's going on. Our society is collapsing. Uh, just gave you some NFL updates. And I... <sighs> Pittsburgh may be okay. I think they might have to... Uh, two things I see, they might have to kind of tinker with their defense a little bit to get it back on track. They got some pieces, but they need to finish that up. They need to fix their offensive line. And Pickett's just got to get better. But that's going to come with time. So we might not know what's going on with him until next year sometime. So uh, are they going to give him the reins next year? And, and 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 let them go, or they're gonna sign a veteran to compete with them. My guess is they're gonna let uh, Trubisky go, and they're going they're going to sign a veteran quarterback to kind of come in and give him some competition. Uh, if 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 uh, now, I will say this: I think because they don't know what they have at quarterback. They could uh, get in, get through, get rid of Mitch Trubisky, and they could they could bring Kenny Pickett back. They could take a quarterback in the first round. Or they could take a quarterback in the second round. So they could take a high quarterback again, either in the first or second round. Bring in a veteran that they're not paying a lot to, and how Kenny Pickett, the, the rookie quarterback and the veteran quarterback, fight it out, and whoever wins wins. Or they could get rid of Mitch Trubisky and just draft a high quarterback and let the two of them duke it out. Uh, that's what I always would do. That's just me. I'm just saying, that's just me. Um, if I thought it was an impact offensive or defensive player I can get that would turn my team around over a quarterback, I would take him in the first round and I would take a high quarterback in the second round. If I think the quarterback can do it, I'll take and he he might be gone in the second. I'll snatch him up in the first round. So I think Pickett was the only quarterback. This was a bad year for quarterbacks, though. So he was the first, first, the only one, I think, to win in the first round. But if you have a really good crop of quarterbacks coming out in 2023 and you got a top five, top five, top ten, top five or higher pick, Pittsburgh, I would take another quarterback. And I would bring a veteran in to be like the uh, – Probably the backup. And then whoever loses the quarterback competition, they would go to like the third string quarterback and I'll bring in the veteran quarterback journeyman to be like the second string quarterback. And so you still had on two young guys on the team, but the veteran one will back up uh, that year. And then, Eventually, we'll find out who's the better of the two young quarterbacks. But that's what I would do. I just keep drafting till I get it, like Denver was gonna do. 
before we got Russell Wilson and and so then Pittsburgh could be okay because Pickett could still be the man. Uh, and then they could draft a higher quarterback, or and so that I think that could get straightened out when they get a good quarterback again. I thought Denver had a good quarterback, but Wilson is—I don't know, man. I just—I'm trying to figure out what in the hell has happened to Russell Wilson. It's like he—he's become um, Case Keenum or something. Or 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 what's the name? The other guy. And we are live. What's up, guys? What's the question? He's literally become Case Keenum or uh, or uh, uh, the last year Bridgewater, Teddy Bridgewater, or or Jay or Jay or or or, or Drew Locke. It's just like wow. What in the hell is wrong with Russell Wilson? Nathaniel Hackett. I gotta look something up because they said it could be a possibility that Sean Payton he wanted the Dallas job. Oh, please come out of retirement, Sean Payton. Please, please come to the Broncos. Tomorrow, what's wrong with Russell Wilson? All right. Okay, so Sean Payton said. So they said Sean Payton would be interested in coming out of retirement to coach in 2023. Oh, my God. Please, Denver, pay him whatever. Please, we got to get this head coaching thing right. My God. Man. See, he want to go to Dallas, though. Yeah. Man. God, y'all. Man, how you gonna get him to want to take the Broncos job over the 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 um Nathaniel Hackett is the problem with the play calling and the um the silly goofy penalties and all that the Broncos keep picking up, but I don't that's not all it's it's like a it's multiple things. The line sucks, the coaching sucks. And the quarterback sucks. So they're gonna have to fix the line. They could get Sean Payton. That will fix that will fix the coaching. You can fix the line. How the hell are you gonna fix Russell Wilson? I don't know what's wrong with him. It's like 
he can't throw the deep ball like he used to. And he's not he's he's doing bonehead things decision making wise that he never did before. Uh, you could you can fix the deep ball. That'll come back. That'll come back. He just you know, you know, that'll come back. He work on that. He could get that back because he ain't lost his arm strength. I don't know what the hell's up with the decision making. That part, I don't know what that is. Uh I don't know how you fix that, but uh, you can fix the deep ball. I don't know if he can fix his decision-making. Maybe that if the decision-making comes back this season in the deep ball, Russ going to be okay. Russ has got to get the deep ball back to working, and he's got to make better decisions. But Nathaniel Hackett got to go. You know, I believe Russ can get the deep ball back. I don't know what's up with the decision-making. I, but I think, all in all, I think he can fix it. I think he can. Nathaniel Hackett going to just have to go. If we can get Sean Payton and we can fix our offensive line and Russ can get his mind back on track, this is not un, this is not unfixable. So, we shall see. Flint Town Boy is going to be out because tomorrow, though, at the Saturday and Sunday, I mean, Saturday and Sunday off, my vacation starts. And after those five days, Saturday and Sunday again. So I'm going to end up with nine days and get paid for five. Let's play this. You know. All right, y'all, I am signing off. Flint Town Boy is out. Our society is in doom. It's on its way out. And, um, guys, it's the beginning of the end for our society. So you might as well. Uh... So, guys, um, yeah, might as well start to say goodbye to our society our societies get on the verge of collapsing, just like the Roman Empire. You know, Rome, Greece before Rome, uh, the uh, uh, the uh, Persians before the Greeks, before the before the Persians, the uh, the uh, uh, Babylonians. So, they said we were still part of the Roman Empire because we were from the Germanic tribes, which rose up after the Roman Empire. We're on our way out, y'all. Uh, they didn't will. They didn't reel these women in. These women are out of control. White people and homosexuals are running wild. And so this is the consequences. All right. I will bid you guys a farewell. Deuces. And the good thing about the end of a week is that we can look forward to the beginning of the next. 